0: Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Gwen Morse, and it is Friday, November 19th, 2010, just a few days before Thanksgiving. I liked this one because um, it may make you want to rethink a little bit of your celebrating over the holidays. And it was actually published in the Wall Street Journal. It's called OK to Make That a Double Study Finds. Women who have an alcoholic drink or two a day in midlife turn out to be healthier overall in their old age, a new study found. I I actually, when I saw this, it actually really did speak to me because I had just heard Willard Scott do his Today program stuff where he, you know, interviews a centurion and, uh, he had an, an, a woman who was 103 said she attributed her long life to having a shot of gin every day. <laughs> Anyways, um, but previous research has pointed to health benefits for men and women with regular alcohol use, including lowering the risk of heart problems. But because of concerns of excess drinking, the American Heart Association and other groups have recommended women don't exceed one drink per day. The guideline for men is two drinks. The groups also don't recommend that non-drinkers start drinking. The new research was presented Monday at the American Heart Association's annual meeting in Chicago last week. And it suggests women might not have to limit themselves to the one-drink-a-day guideline. A drink is defined as a 12-ounce beer one ounce of hard alcohol, or five ounces of wine, which is often less than the typical serving in a wine goblet. Another study presented at the conference showed that women who had a daily drink had a lower risk of stroke. Doctors warned that the alcohol guidelines aren't cumulative so that people can't safely save up to have several drinks on a weekend, for example. They also underline that drinking too much can cause liver problems, And some studies, which I've talked about before, have suggested an elevated breast cancer risk in women, even with moderate alcohol consumption. Both studies by researchers at Brigham Women's Hospital in Boston and Harvard University used data from the landmark Nurses' Health Study that started in 1976 and involves more than 200,000 women. A Harvard medical instructor looked at nearly 14,000 women who had survived to age 70. Dr. Sun, who was the investigator, said he found that 1,499 of the women were free of major diseases like cancer and heart disease and had no physical impairments or memory problems. He looked at the amount of drinking these women had done at midlife at about age 58 on average. Women who reported having one to two drinks most days of the week had a 28% increase in the chance of successfully surviving to at least age 70 compared with non-drinkers. Like other studies, Dr. Sun found women drinking most days of the week were more likely to be healthier than women who drank one or two days a week. Isn't this amazing? You know, if you live long enough, it, <laughs> you could argue this is a little more than US, the U.S. guidelines, um, he said. And he said walking 30 minutes a day confers more health benefits than does drinking, which I think we would all concur. Studies that rely on participants to self-report behaviors such as drinking can be open to exaggeration or faulty memory, but during the years of the Nurses' Health Study, detailed data on food and alcohol consumption were collected at regular intervals. The research into stroke risk looked at 73,450 women who were free of heart disease and cancer when they entered the study. They were followed from the years 1984 to 2006. Women who had up to one drink a day had a 20% reduction in stroke risk compared with non-drinkers. There was no impact on stroke risk among most women who drank large amounts such as two or three drinks daily. But women who were also on hormone replacement therapy and who had two drinks a day had an increased stroke risk. A third study released at the conference by researchers at the University of Rome in in Italy uh, uh, showed that two to three drinks daily among male heart bypass surgery patients was associated with a 25% decline in the rate of subsequent cardiovascular problems like heart attacks and strokes compared to non-drinkers. But the risk of dying increased among people who had four or more drinks daily and had a particular heart problem affecting the left ventricle. The study involved more than a 1,000 patients for about three to five years. Women who had about two drinks daily also had fewer cardiovascular problems after bypass surgery, but the benefit was smaller than seen in men. The researchers said that many patients have wondered if they should stop drinking after bypass surgery. So a study which is designed to look at clinical outcomes among drinkers and non-drinkers. So it's okay to imbibe, but imbibe cautiously. Don't go more than one to two drinks a day and probably less than that um, to be safe. Because we don't certainly don't want you to have a higher risk of breast cancer. But the nice thing about this is heart disease is the number one killer in, of women. And maybe we're finding some better ways to, um, to help. The other one is a very short one, and something that a group I very rarely talk about, and this is related to teenagers, and something I wanted to pass on. A study urges teens to cut down on salt. So much of our foods are so high in salt, and salt is something we do have to take in. Um, It's not a natural product to the body, but it's the amount of salt that we're taking in that's at issue. Teens who eat less salt lower their long-term risk for high blood pressure, heart disease, and stroke new research shows. The finding stems from a computerized projection of what would happen if adolescent boys and girls were to shave off three grams of salt from their daily consumption of common processed foods. Reducing the amount of salt that is already added to the food that we eat could mean that teenagers live many more years free of hypertension. Um, This actually came out of uh, the University of California, San Francisco. And the investigators told the American Heart Association uh, that the findings were presented at, also this study was presented at the annual meeting in Chicago. The additional benefit of lowering salt consumption early is that we could hopefully change the expectations of how food should taste, ideally to something less than salty. The study authors noted that the United States teens are the main consumers of salt, Their daily ingestion of 9 grams of salt per day is higher than any other age group. At 3,800 milligrams of sodium, that amount is more than double what the American Heart Association recommends, which is a daily consumption of 1,500 milligrams. So it's even, it's more, uh, more than double. Approximately 80% of salt intake comes from processed and or prepared foods. More than one-third of that salt is specifically found in cereals, breads, pastries, while pizza ranks as the nation's king of salt, which kids love. A daily 3-gram drop in consumption of the salt typically found in such foods would reduce the incidence of high blood pressure among teens by between 44% and 63%, and as these teens age, the high blood pressure incidence reductions would persist, dropping between 30% to 43% among 35 to 50-year-olds, according to the author's computer modeling. The analysis also revealed that by the time teens reached the age of 50, s- such salt reduction would result in a 7 to 12 percent drop in heart disease, an 8 to 14 percent drop in heart attacks, and a 5 to 8 percent drop in stroke rates, and a 5 to 9 percent drop in deaths due to all causes. So, you know, we got to get our kids to eat healthy. Uh, we got to get them off the crap. So much of our processed foods, as well as our canned goods, are so high in salt. And unfortunately, many of the fast food industry industry market to socioeconomic groups that tend to use the fast food industry. You know, it costs a lot to eat healthy. And I've often thought maybe that's where the problem lies, is that we need to look at where the, where the amount of money goes towards these food products. I also wish I could see more use of uh, local food markets. Um, That's, excuse me, I mean farmer's markets um, to go as natural as we can. But anyway, it's just something for you all as parents to think about. And I look back and I think of some of the crap I gave my own kids. Um, And, you know, high blood pressure runs in my family. So think twice about what you're giving your kids to eat. I want to say thank you for attending my uh, Women's Health podcast. I appreciate you listening to me and helping me spread the word of some of these health issues. And I wish you a wonderful Thanksgiving Day for those of you in America celebrating the holiday. And just to take a moment to um, be grateful for all that we are blessed with as, as human beings that live on this glorious uh, this glorious land. That's all for now. Be good and be happy. Bye now.